first opportunity to revisit with a cover subject. If you were with us in August as we were getting Westwood living off the ground, you read the story of Diana Bezdedanu. Boom, I got it, right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Fantastic. And first of all, thank you for welcoming me to your home. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much. It is always fun to reconnect with people after a passage of time. And people read your story, as I said, in the August issue, which I found very, very intriguing and interesting. The cover was all about embracing adaptation, and your story was magnetic to me, which is why I wanted to tell it. So give me a, a bit of an update of where things have progressed since we initially spoke, which in our world was back in July, uh, and now here we are at end of January, beginning of February. Yeah, so I'm currently in the process of working on a new programming, um, and it's funny that you mentioned adaptation um, because that's really the core of what this new program is. Uh, so I was approached by a local school in a neighboring town um, who, you know, wanted me to bring the experience of the barn to their students, um, but instead of like a traditional, you know, field trip. Uh, where they'd come out to the barn um, just because it's not you know physically possible for them to bring all their students over um, we are forming it as the barn coming to them um, through like a sensory type experience um, and then tying it in with their curriculum of like the things that they're currently learning you know body parts foods and and connecting it back to the animals as well to provide a bit of background for those of you who are just getting to know Diana and her story, what we focused on on the feature was the whole concept of equine facilitated learning, something I was not very familiar with, but is a thing and is popular for those who need some different type of support, some soothing. Walk people through how equine facilitated learning works. Yeah, so it's different than your traditional horse experience. I think when people think of horses, they think horseback riding, um, you know, trail ride, riding lesson, what have you. And it's really not about riding the horses as, you know, using them as sort of like a machine, but it's more connecting with them from the ground and learning about them and their different personalities and, you know, how you can form these connections with them outside of the saddle. That's really the whole idea behind it. And you don't even really need to interact with them to kind of experience it. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but, um, you know, you can just be watching them, you know, out in the field and feel like a sense of, you know, connection to them. And um, calming, too. I mean, yeah. that's one thing that's super important. Sometimes people just need to. You talked about uh, younger kids in instances literally reading to the horses. Yes. That, that's a fascinating thing to me. How does that work? How does that soothe somebody who may not be as comfortable, you know, reading in front of a class or something like that? Yeah, so that's a great example for somebody who they'll come and say, or the parent will come and say, you know, my child doesn't like reading in front of the class. Okay, so, you know, read in front of the horse and, and just imagine that that is your teacher, your classmates. Um, you know, they they're not going to judge you. They're not going to pause if you stumble over your words. They're just going to sit there and listen. I think that's a really powerful thing for people to just like just be with, with the horses, just be in the presence of them. So take people through your background. How did you get here? I know you're Westwood resident, Westwood High School, but even once that portion of your life ended and you had that decision to make about what's next, that was unique and different. So the floor is yours to give us a little bit of your background and biography here that got you to this point. 
Yes. Yeah, so I was a Westwood High School class of 2020 graduate. Um, oh, great year. I'm sure that was a fantastic senior year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry um, about that. But no, we made the most of it. And when the pandemic came, uh, I was sort of faced with the decision that every other high school senior was thinking about, right? Like, where do I go to school? And I had already committed to Colorado State University. And then I, I thought, you know what? Right now, I want to take a gap year. I want to figure out what I want to do. I not ready to move halfway across the country in the middle of a global pandemic. So I took a gap year, um, but I didn't really stop. You know, for those who know me, like I was very involved in high school. I was in student council. I did cheerleading. I never really stopped. I took honors classes. There was always sort of that pressure to do everything, right? When I graduated, I also didn't stop. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but the barns were still open. People still needed services. At the time, I was volunteering for, you know, a few different therapeutic riding facilities. And I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And then I ended up doing an internship in the fall with a woman who did equine facilitated learning. And at the time, I had no idea what it was. You know, I went to her after reading her website and thought this looks super interesting, arrived at her place. She was in Rehoboth at the time, was really struck by how different it was from anything else I was used to. And just the fact that there was no riding involved in the program. And at first I was a little confused, like this is, you know, weird. Like, I don't understand how she has these horses and, and people are just, coming and talking to them like it was a very strange concept for me to grasp um you know but after a couple times I thought I really like this um and you know I looked into the certification program that she had done and it wasn't until months later that I ended up applying and and then you know being accepted into that and going through that process but it was just you know that was sort of the beginning of the journey like throwing myself into as many different things as possible what jumped out to me uh, in our initial conversation was you're interested, or at least at the time, you're interested in maybe making this your own business and building your own thing. Where does that stand at this point? Yes. Yeah, so in January of 2022, Hope in Mass, or Horses Offering People Education, was born. And to say that my first year of business was a roller coaster would probably be an understatement. And, you know, I'm sure you can relate as well. I, I can. <laughs> you know, it wasn't without its challenges. I went through multiple venues of where I was going to hold sessions, started and stopped a whole bunch of times, came home from my certification thinking like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get clients. And then found out there's all these fun things you need to do first, like get insurance and write, <laughs> you know, Life write stuff. waivers. Yeah. <laughs> things that they don't really... Um, they don't teach you and you know and luckily all that stuff came pretty quickly and then it was just a matter of like getting it out to the community and is this something that people are interested in is there a need for this and the first time I put out a call and said I'm open I'm taking people it blew up like there was so many people interested really great however oh there's a but (laughs) (laughs) from those people it was a matter of figuring out you know uh, who was interested and, and really committed to it mm-hmm. versus who just wanted, at the time, I offered free consultation. Sure. And so it was a matter of kind of figuring out, like, who's the right client for me. 
or you know folks who contacted me and said my child is this many years old and and then I had to kind of think about it like do I want to work with someone that young or do I want to work with people a little bit older I'm trying to find that client population and my first like official session was actually with an adult and in all my life I had worked with kids so that was very strange to me that that ended up being the first session but I really liked it you're at a point in your life where you can experiment and you can figure it out and this is not the end of the road, right? This is the beginning of the road. And you've laid those foundational bricks, which is the biggest key to anybody's success. You have the passion, you understand, you have the knowledge, and you want to teach. And that's where it emanates. And and if you've got all that, you've got a good foundation to build something that's successful. So if people want to learn more about you and how to dive in and just absorb what you're trying to relay to the public, how do they learn more about you? Yes, so you can um, visit my website, www.hopeinma.com, um, where there's more information about what equine facilitated learning is, you know, different programs I offer, various media opportunities I've been, you know, a part of. And then, really, I mean, if you're interested, you know, give me a call and let's have a conversation. That's how it all starts. That's that, how it starts, right? That's great. <laughs> and if you haven't had the chance to look through the feature that was in the August issue of Westwood Living. I invite you to do that. You can go to westwood-living.com, find the August issue right there, and you can read Diana's full story, which will give you some great background information. And there's plenty more for us to talk about as we move forward. So if you have ideas about people we might be able to feature here on the Westwood Living podcast, please get them to me. But otherwise, great to talk to you. Appreciate your time. Wish you nothing but success. And it's always good to catch up with people here like. So thanks a lot. Thanks so much. We'll